Welcome to the Grace Lace Podcast. I'm Eve Stipes, and this season, my co-host, Ruth Jo Simons, and I are tackling what to do when you feel unmotivated by diving into four truths that we can preach to ourselves. If you haven't already listened to the first episode of the season, go back and start there because we really set it up, give you a framework, and kind of explain how this season works. We're also doing another thing just a little bit different. Today, I'm unpacking the truth that God will sustain you. Next week, you'll hear from Ruth as she talks about a different truth to help fight our lack of motivation. And then she and I will switch back and forth one more time with two additional truths to add to your arsenal before we wrap up the season. Suffice it to say, Ruth and I are fighting this motivation battle right alongside you. So we're praying that God uses these short episodes as powerful reminders of what is true and what we can preach to ourselves when we're feeling unmotivated. So today, the truth we're talking about is this. God will sustain you. Listen to Psalm 55, 22. It says, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Oh, I don't know about you, but hearing that verse is like taking a deep breath or drinking a cold cup of water for my soul. Ruth and I talked about various reasons that we lack motivation in the first episode of this season. And one that really sticks out from my own experience is good old weariness, maybe sometimes bordering on exhaustion. So my current season of motherhood, where I'm parenting a five-year-old and nearly three-year-old twins, requires a lot of physical, mental, and emotional energy. So often I'm just really tired. (laughs) It's easy to make a list of all the things I want to do, And I'm not just talking about like dishes or laundry, though those are often on the list, but I mean even the really meaningful things. Like I want to check in with that friend. I really want to study that book of the Bible more in depth. I want to spend time intentionally praying over my family or various situations. But man, by the time my kids are in bed and my time is quote unquote my own again, I'm totally unmotivated to expend any additional energy or do anything. Maybe you relate. (laughs) Or maybe for you, it's the job that you spend all of your working hours doing. It just takes everything you've got. Maybe it's school. Maybe it's the amount of time that you are caring for an aging parent or family member. Maybe there are really intense relational dynamics in your family or your friend group or even your church that just take up so much mental space that it sucks away any motivation to engage in anything else. Whatever your situation may be, it's real. (laughs) And tiredness is real. One thing that's been so helpful for me to stop and remember is that being tired isn't necessarily a bad thing. I know, it feels like it is. But sometimes, truthfully, being tired just means that you've left it all on the field. (laughs) Like, whatever you're doing, The things that God has called you to, they just take a lot. My pastor often reminds us that hard isn't bad. Hard is just hard. And I think that really fits this struggle too. Tired isn't necessarily bad. Tired sometimes is just tired. And the reality is that for many of us, the circumstances that lead to a lack of motivation aren't ones we can change. Regardless of how much more sleep I might appreciate, My three little people are going to wake up when they wake up. And sometimes your job is stressful, 
but it's also the best option you have to provide for or contribute to your family finances right now. Relationships are really messy, right? They don't come with on and off switches. The things that make you weary and test your motivation to try something new, start a new rhythm, or just do the next mundane task on your list may not change anytime soon. So how do we embrace where we are and also keep moving forward? Like Ruth and I have shared on the podcast before, we just have to tell our souls what to do, just like David does in Psalm 55. Leaning into what's true and preaching it to our own hearts is how we keep going. So that truth from Psalm 55 points us really clearly to something we need to remember. God will sustain you. In this psalm, David's fearful and anxious about an enemy who's like hunting him. But he reminds himself that God will save him. He talks about casting his burden on the Lord, and he stakes his confidence for the future in God's ability to sustain him rather than in on his own ability. Listen to the verse again. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. The source of that sustaining power is clearly the Lord. There are two words in this verse that I think are especially interesting when you look at the original Hebrew meaning, which I love doing because I'm totally that kind of nerd. And for the record, so is Ruth, which is probably part of why we get along so well. So first, let me tell you about the word for burden. It literally means the lot which you've been given. Right off the bat, this is so comforting to me because it means that even though the word burden often has like a heavy or foreboding connotation, that's not all that David's talking about. It's not only the hard or bad stuff that we can cast on the Lord. In this specific instance, for David personally, uh, it's pretty heavy and foreboding, right? People chasing him, fearing for his life, all hard and decidedly bad news. But when I think about how it applies to my life, it means that I can cast my burden, the lot that I've been given, on the Lord, regardless of how heavy it appears to be from the outside. So I wouldn't generally consider parenting my kiddos a burden. I wouldn't use that word. Well, except maybe right now when I'm trying to potty train two people at the same time. But overall, I wouldn't call it a burden. I don't think of it as bad I really enjoy motherhood, and I know it's a unique gift, and I'm so grateful to receive it from the Lord, but there's a whole lot of mundane in that lot that I've been given that causes weariness and leads me to feel so unmotivated. So the next phrase in that verse makes my heart rejoice. Cast your burden on the Lord because God will sustain you. Whatever the lot that you've been given, friend, whether it's school, motherhood, a difficult job, strained relationships, loneliness, you name it, whatever it is, you can cast it on the Lord. He will sustain you. That leads to the next word I want to direct your attention to. The Hebrew word translated to sustain in this verse, David boldly proclaims it, right? He says, God will sustain you. But what did he really mean? The definition here means to support, to nourish, to supply, to endure, and to hold in. Wow. I don't know about you, but those are exactly the things I long for in my weariness. When I'm unmotivated to do anything, even the really good things, 
sometimes especially the good things, I long for support. I want someone to nourish me. I have needs that need to be supplied. I want someone to endure with me, hold me together. What I love is being reminded that God's sustaining power isn't weak. It's really strong and he never runs out. It's entirely inexhaustible. Think about all the ways that you and I help, quote unquote, sustain others. We feed our people. We support our bosses. We supply our families or our roommates with things that they need. We help hold things together in our households. But we are for sure not inexhaustible. This truth means that for every big and meaningful task and every small mundane task in the lot that you've been given, God will sustain you fully and without end, which means we can cast our burdens on him over and over, moment by moment. He won't run out of sustaining power and he won't withhold it from us. Friend, this is the truth we need to preach to our hearts when we feel unmotivated because of exhaustion. God will sustain me. So what does it look like to actually do that? Well, for me, it means that when my kids are finally in bed and my task list awaits, both the meaningful and the mundane, and I am straight up unmotivated, this is what I'll preach to myself. God knows my burden. He has given me this lot for his glory and for my good. God sees the desires of my heart. He knows that I really do want to please him with my thoughts and words and actions and faithfully steward the lot I've been given. God will sustain me. His power is inexhaustible and he will nourish my weary soul tonight. He will supply me with the energy I need and the motivation I lack. He will support me through the power of the Holy Spirit. He will do it. His word promises it. So before we wrap up here, I want to take just a minute and pray and ask God to help all of us apply this truth of his word. Father, we are so grateful that your word promises that you will sustain us. Help us as we encounter this lack of motivation because we are tired to return over and over to the truth of your word. You will sustain us. You will not run out. We can turn to you. You know our burdens. You know our lot. You've given them to us. And you are trustworthy to turn them over and for us to wait on you for your sustaining power. Lord, when we are tempted to try and make it on our own, help us remember our source is not us. Our source, our only true source of sustaining power is you. Thank you for this truth, Lord. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. So at the end of each podcast episode, Ruth and I typically wrap up with a few questions. And even though these Preach to Yourself episodes are a little bit different, we don't want to skip the questions. The first question is always, what's the gospel truth and why does it matter? And the second is, what's one small thing we can do to apply that truth to our lives? All season long, we're going to be answering these two questions in the same way, but we'll remind you. (laughs) 
The gospel truth is that we find everything we need to fight for truth in God's word. This matters because it means he didn't leave us without answers or hope. He really does care for us. And the small step we're taking, and that we hope you do too, is just to meditate on the truth of today's episode. We really are so grateful to learn alongside you and rehearse this truth alongside you. So thanks for joining us on the podcast today. If you found this episode helpful or encouraging, we'd be so honored if you'd share about it on social media or over a cup of coffee with a friend. And if you happen to find yourself with a spare five minutes, reviews are super helpful too. Thanks so much, friends.